This time each and every Friday, every Erev Shabbos, with great pleasure, we present Rabbi Benjamin Yudin, spiritual leader of Congregation Shomrei Torah in Fairlawn, New Jersey, to address the entire listening audience concerning the Torah portion of the week. Good morning, Rabbi Yudin. Good morning, Nachum. Good Erev Shabbos, everybody. And what a good Erev Shabbos this is. This Shabbos, please God, is Shabbos HaGodol. The Kriyas HaTorah for this Shabbos is that of Parshas Acharimos, which according to the Chinuch contains two positive mitzvos and 26 losases, negative mitzvos. The parsha begins with the specific avoda of Yom HaKippurim, the Achas Pashana, that which happened but once a year, that the Kohen Gadol went into the Holy of Holies, and the Parsha ends with the detailed laws of morality, the Arayos, and how the land of Israel cannot tolerate immorality. This Shabbos has a distinction of being called Shabbos HaGodol, the Shabbos before Pesach. Primarily, number one, because of the Haftorah that we read this Shabbos. The very last Navi that we had was Malachi, and we read from the end of his Sefer. The Navi promised us that he, meaning God, is going to send Elio Anovi, the prophet Elijah, the Bo Yom Hashem HaGodol. One of the jobs of Elijah is going to be to announce the coming of Moshiach. Moshiach is going to come. Elio Anovi is going to come. Our pouring of that fifth cup, symbolizing the future redemption. All this is happening this coming Shabbos. In addition, a very interesting reason why it's called Shabbos HaGodol is because this coming week there are really two Shabbos. This Shabbos, meaning tomorrow, as well as the Torah tells us that we start counting the Omer, Mimacharas HaShabbos. We start counting the Omer next week. The first Seder is Monday night, and Tuesday is the first day of Yom Tov. And the Torah says, Tuesday is the 15th, Mimacharas HaShabbos. On the 16th, we already start counting the Omer, Tuesday night. And so Tuesday has a designation as Shabbos from the Torah. Hence, this coming Shabbos, the day after tomorrow, is Shabbos HaGodol compared to the second one. The rabbis tell us the year that we left Egypt, we left on a Thursday, and on that prior Shabbos, on the 10th of the month, we experienced two very significant miracles. Number one, Moshe warned the people of Mitzrayim that the firstborn would be killed. The firstborn came to Paro and they demonstrated, let them go. And Paro said no. There was a civil war and many, many of the Egyptians were killed out by the Egyptians. As we say in Halil HaGadol, Lamake Mitzrayim Bivchoreyem. God smote the Egyptians 
through their firstborn. And the second miracle is we designated the Paschal Lamb, tied it to our bread post, bed posts, and when the Egyptians asked, what are you doing? What's that noise? What's happening with the Lamb? Now the Egyptians worshipped the Lamb, and we told them, we're going to slaughter your God, and they were defenseless to retaliate. That occurred on the 10th of the month, which was a Shabbos, and we remember that by calling this Shabbos, Shabbos HaGadol. Traditionally, the rabbis throughout the Jewish world give a different kind of talk on Shabbos HaGadol. They review the laws of the Seder, because they are complex the laws of selling chametz, the laws of bitul chametz, the laws of beer chametz, and all the different aspects of the Seder. I'd like to therefore change from our usual presentation of an aspect of the Parsha and give a short Shabbos Hagodol Drasha, whereby I'd like to demonstrate how, while we do not yet have the Korban Pesach, the Paschal Lamb, it impacts upon us in at least nine different ways. And the idea regarding the Korban Pesach is one of the only two positive mitzvos in the Torah that has a punishment with it if one neglects to participate therein. Karban Pesach and Mila are the only two out of the 248 positive mitzvos that have the punishment, any punishment, and the punishment of kares, being cut off from our people. To begin with, let's start with a very interesting idea. Pesach does not begin this coming Monday night, the Yom Tov, until candle lighting in the New York area is approximately 7.17. And so, I would be a sport, and I would stop eating chametz 5 o'clock in the afternoon. It's not yet Pesach. There's only one reason why we stop eating Pesach from the Torah at mid the day. And from the rabbis, we stop two hours earlier, lest we come to violate the law as found in the fifth book of the Torah in chapter 16 that we're going to read, please God, on Achron Shel Pesach, the last day, Pasuk 3, Lo Sochal Olov Chameitz, you are not to eat chametz, you're not to possess chametz from the time of the Korban Pesach. And since the Korban Pesach was brought in the afternoon, that is when biblically the prohibition of chametz sets in, even though technically it's not yet Pesach. And as I said, the rabbis moved it up two hours earlier. So the reason why we don't eat chametz on Erev Pesach is because of the Korban Pesach. Interestingly, the first Mishnah in the fourth parak of Psachim tells us that it depended on one's local custom. 
in your community, did they work Erev Pesach in the morning? If they did, you're permitted to. In other communities where they did not work, you were not permitted to. What's going on here? In the afternoon, Manishtana, Erev Pesach from Erev Sukkot and Erev Shavuos, you're allowed to work on Erev Pesach, excuse me, on Erev Shavuos and on Erev Sukkos. But Erev Pesach itself is a Yom Tov. From the afternoon and on, ideally, we should not work at our jobs. Yes, we can complete whatever tasks have to be done at home. I can get in my car and drive to the store to pick up the last few items that I might need, but to be at my job on that quote, nine to five, don't, you don't have to lose your job because of Erev Pesach, but ideally you should know that Erev Pesach itself is a Yom Tov. And for that reason, we're going to go to number three. There should only be happy occasions in all our families. But if God forbid somebody is sitting Shiva and a Yom Tov comes, so Rabbi, when do I get up from Shiva that Yom Tov comes and breaks the Shiva? And the answer is, as much time as you need to prepare for the Yom Tov. You're permitted to bathe before the Yom Tov if you're getting up from Shiva. Do you need an hour to Yom Tov? Then you'll sit Shiva to an hour before. You need two hours appropriately. But Erev Pesach is the only time, not on a Friday. Terribly, people make the mistake that they get up from Shiva during the year at mid the day on Friday. That's a mistake, says the Shulchan Aruch. The only one day of the year that you get up at mid the day from Shiva is Erev Pesach. Why? Because Erev Pesach itself is a Yom Tov because of the Korban Pesach that was brought in the afternoon. And number four, very interesting, in many Jewish communities, and congregations. Families are taking in Shabbos early, as we find in Shulchan Aruch. By Hilchos Shabbos, Shinayin Zayin, Shin you can take Shabbos in early. However, you cannot take Pesach in early. Oh, come on. We have elderly parents. We have young children. Why can't we take Pesach early. Shabbos is more strict than Yom Tov. And there's one answer. The answer to that is, that's right, the Korban Pesach. The Torah says in conjunction with the Korban Pesach, in Perek Yubes, chapter 12, Pasuk 8, the Torah says, V'ochlu basar, you are to eat the Korban Pesach, on this night, it has to be definitively night, and the Mishnah Brewer tells us that all the mitzvos of the night, including the mitzvos to Rabbanon, including the Arba Kosos, are equated to the Korban Pesach, and therefore you have to wait until nighttime to start your Pesach Seder, and you can't, quote, take in Yom Tov early as you could do Shabbos throughout the year. Moving on, number five, in terms of how the Korban Pesach impacts, how does the Seder begin? Kadesh, 
Kiddush, we make Kiddush all year long. Yes, everybody has to drink, and everybody has to drink a Revius or Rove Revius, and yes, we drink leaning, etc. But Kiddush is something that we can all relate to. What's this next thing, Orchatz, that literally we wash our hands without a bracha? Why? So you should know the Orchatz. The Urchatz, the washing of the hands, is because of the next thing, namely karpas, the vegetable that we are going to dip in salt water. And the Talmud teaches us in Psachim 115a, Rav Oshia taught that whatever is dipped in liquid requires the washing of the hands. And there are seven liquids, but we're talking primarily now about water. And so in reality, this is not something which is unique to the Pesach Seder. And indeed, the Taz, with a little bit of a sense of humor, asks on this practice, Manishtana Laila Zemikola Lelos. We do this all year long. Well, most people don't do this all year long because it has to do with the intricacies of Tuma and Tahara, purity and impurity. The rabbis said that our hands have a status of Shneos Tuma, that they have a de- secondary degree of Tuma, of impurity. And the idea is water is a conductor and so of Tuma. And so if I have and don't eat the karpas, the vegetable, with a fork. You'll be defeating the whole purpose of washing your hands. We therefore wash our hands before we eat the karpas in order that when we touch the vegetable with our hands, the come on, the impurity of our hands has been removed and we don't render the food impure. Now, What's going on here? So the Nitziv, in his introduction to his Haggadah, tells us that tonight, because of the Karban Pesach, we conduct ourselves in a way to remind us of how things were done when we had a Karban Pesach in the Beis HaMikdash. And for that reason, he suggests as well that we wear the white kittel, because that, he suggests, is what people ate when they ate Kachim in the Beis HaMikdash. And moving on, number six. What is the menu at the Pesach Seder? Ashkenazim do not eat roasted meat. Sfardim do eat roasted meat. But understand why. The Ashkenazim who don't is because the Korban Pesach was. And so it dominates. We don't want to give the impression that. And the Sfardim are saying it because we want to remind ourselves what we will be doing it. It's not a question of... (coughs) Excuse me. Ashkenaz or Sfard, it's a question of how the Korban Pesach impacts in this positive way on our menu on this night. Maror, the mitzvah of eating the bitter herb, is only rabbinic nowadays. Why? Because unlike matzah, that's biblical today, because there's a separate verse in the Torah that says, Bo'erev tochlu matzos, that there is a mitzvah to eat matzah on the night of the Pesach Seder. Maror is only found in the Torah, both in Parshas Bo and in Parshas Baaloscha, in conjunction with the Korban Pesach, al matzos umrorim yochluhu. 
So when we had a Karban Pesach, and when we will have again, then Maror will be upgraded to a biblical mitzvah. Nowadays, it is rabbinic, and it's important to know that. If somebody cannot eat that much Maror, we can be more lenient on the size of the Kezayis of Maror, because it is rabbinic. Finally, number eight, our eating of the Afikoman at the end of the meal. Why? So the Rush says that the Afikoman is a Zecher of the Korban Pesach. And the Korban Pesach was eaten a la sova. It was eaten when you were satiated at the end of the meal. And we remember the Korban Pesach by eating the Afikoman. And finally, the last, the 15th uh, stage of the Seder is Nirtzah. Now, what does Nirtzah mean? So, the Rav Salavechik, Zechronel of Racha, pointed out that you find the term Nirtzah in conjunction with Korbanos. The lo lechaper olav, namely, that it should be a atonement. And it, we therefore pray at the end of the Seder, that Chasal Seder Pesach, we pray that now that we have completed our Seder, it should be Nirtzah, it should be accepted, it should be pleasing to God as if this was the actual bringing of the Korban. And so the Korban Pesach while we don't have it yet, literally has such a strong domination over the Erev Yom Tov and the night of the Pesach experience. I just want to close with the idea that the Korban Pesach in Egypt was brought at and in the home. There was no Beis HaMikdash, then each home became that significant Mikdash. Instead of a Mizbeach of an altar, the blood was placed on the doors, on the door frame, on the mezuzah, on the mashkov, and demonstrating that the home is the source of where Kedusha, where sanctity resides within the Jewish people. The Torah tells us in chapter 12, verse 22, that in Mitzrayim, what were they commanded after they were told to put the blood on the doorpost? The Atim, Lo Seitzu Ishmi Pesach Beso Ad Boker. You, the Jewish people, are not to leave literally the entrance of his house until the morning. The literal translation is, it happened once in Jewish history, in Mitzrayim, that we were not to see literally the Egyptians die. We were not to run amok and wild in Egypt that night, points out Rev Hirsch. But the Meshachachma says something so powerful that beyond the literal explanation is that beautiful teaching throughout the generations that we are to safeguard the sanctity of the Jewish home 
ad boker until literally till morning until the time that Mashiach comes till the end of the Gullus which is compared tonight the idea being and the importance of recognizing that the Jewish home is a home which is different in terms of its values the Jewish home is one where mommy and daddy where the parents are of one voice and one mind and this is where Vigarito Labincha this is where and this is our response to that Pew report which was so ostensibly negative how can we combat it we can combat it with fortifying the Jewish home where there's value where even though throughout the day the work day where we have to interact with society and in the universities and all around us where we interact with society it is the Jewish home which provides the values it is the Jewish home which provides the safety and the guarantee of our tradition of our lifestyle of our Torah and this is what we need to be reminded of this coming Monday night as we are going to celebrate the Pesach Seder in our homes welcoming our homes to friends and relatives more observant less observant we're all connected we're all made to understand that God chose us and it's symbolized by that which he did for us in Egypt and that which he continues to do for us throughout the history the state of Israel today best proof of just that but just as in Egypt we had to take the first step before the firstborn of the Jewish people were saved we had to put the blood on the door so too we have to constantly take those steps and initiative to safeguard our home to make sure that the right values are being brought into our home and that the wrong values are kept out of our home and in that way Please, God, speedily in our day, we will merit that we, too, will have the third Pesach Migdash and to be able to enjoy the Korban Pesach. Shabbat Shalom to all.